The entire team at Emsolation want to acknowledge that we are gathered on the traditional lands of the Wurundjeri people. We want to recognise that we are recording and telling our stories on the stolen land of our country's first storytellers. We wish to pay our respects to all Wurundjeri elders and ancestors and to extend that respect to any First Nations peoples who listen to Emsolation. We recognise Aboriginal and Torres Strait Islander people's continued connection to the land and waters of this country and acknowledge that sovereignty was never ceded. Always was, always will be. I can do it as long as I'm not tired. Oh my God, I've just become my father. And Michael Lucas. It's either torture or my personal vision of heaven. This is Emsolation. It explains your decorating style. Because you've just constantly felt like, more. <laughs> more we is need more. more. More is needed. <laughs> Leopard print. Where is it? <laughs> Neon. Fluorescent colours. Add a vintage Barbie. Quick. You're in Emsolation. Well, hello there and welcome to Emsolation. My name is Em Rossiano. I'm a writer, a singer, a stand-up comedian, a maximalist power queen, a neurodivergent magic brain and a podcaster. And together with my best mate since I was 11, screenwriter, actor, Augie and Logie Award winner, Mr. Michael Lucas, I bring you this podcast. This is the Thursday edition. Hey, thanks to everyone who listened on Tuesday. My friend Ruben Kay joined me. It was incredible. We're getting so much feedback and I think I'm going to ask him to step in for Michael when he has to go away next year for a couple of weeks. I feel like you'd all enjoy that. I think two weeks would be enough, but it was good fun times. How are you? Look, straight off the bat, I just want to say a big congratulations to the Australian Women's Rugby League team, the Jillaroos. And they've done it in comprehensive fashion with a 54 points to four victory over New Zealand. They took out their third World Championship, World Cup. I think I knew I was going to say that wrong. World Cup. Uh, it's really exciting. And they didn't get hardly, hardly any news coverage. And I think it's exceptional. Three years in a row to win a World Cup, that is domination. And they deserve more airtime. So if you remember, please go and give the Jillaroos a bit of a G up because they deserve it. And I went and watched some of the footage. It's so impressive, so incredible. Don't worry, we'll all be getting hit across the face with all the Socceroo stuff this week. I don't even want to engage in that, considering what's going on around it and where it's being held and the human rights atrocities that have happened. Do not care for the World Cup right now, but I do care about the Jillaroos, and I think it's absolutely amazing and rad. Hey, also, thanks to everyone who voted for us at the Podcast Awards. We got a bronze in the People's Choice, which is really huge. Because the people that beat us have massive networks backing them, big teams of people helping them produce it and make it. And it's great. It was all women in the top, of course, and Michael, but female-led. So great. Uh, Life Uncut and Mamma Mia Out Loud were first and second. So um, it's really great company to be in, but also just really proud of our little team out of our own little studio uh, and all of you power of the people, always. It's the award that matters because it's not voted by some unknown panel that probably doesn't even listen to us. You have listened and decided it's worth voting. So thank you very much. I really, really appreciate it, as you all know. Hey, uh, I've just finished recording with Michael. I fell over pretty hard. And then the first thing I said was to James, our videographer, did you film it? (laughs) I'm always thinking of you all. 
always thinking. We talk about The Crown. We talk about Elon Musk and Twitter. We talk about Heidi Klum and her daughter posing again in lingerie. We somehow go down a weird side quest about why Seal is called Seal. My theory was not great. Halfway through saying it out loud, I realised how ridiculous it was and I don't even know where I heard it. But there we are. It is high energy, as always, action-packed. And I'm really grateful that you're here. We're going to get straight into it. And I will, I will catch you on the other side, I think. All right. Play the music. M. Luciano and Michael Lucas. This is Emsolation. Michael Lucas, fresh from set. Oh, you're so close to wrapping up five bedrooms. Oh. How long till you're finished for the year? It's... Well, Monday week is when we finished my last day of production after something like 23, 24 weeks straight. Because you've had Newsreader season two straight yes. into, and we're talking no rest. No rest. Into season. The occasional Sunday. Five of, five bedrooms. Season five of five bedrooms? Four. Four. I've been watching season five of The Crown. Uh, you have been, you've been somewhere you said would be my literal nightmare. Yeah. <laughs> what did you do? I did an isolation flotation tank. And Do not want. No. Well, I was very excited by it because I don't know how familiar everyone would be with Absolutely Fabulous, but I do remember an episode where Adina <laughs> went into an isolation Hi, tank. Well, I do. Darling, I'm in the isolation tank in my bathroom. <laughs> and I thought it was a real 90s thing, but it's opened up in Northgate and it's like this massive pod and it's you float in magnesium mm-hmm. and it's very buoyant. It's 10 times more buoyant but to have water. other, okay, keep going because I have so many questions regarding like skin cells. But go. Well, they, I think they clear out. Do they? I think so. That doesn't seem like what they they empty it out after every human, or do they just add more salt, like some disgusting salt human minestrone? I didn't get a breakdown, dude. Aren't you worried you're sharing floaty water with other people's floaties? But why would that be any different to a public pool where I go all the time? Because you're in a tiny little mermaid shell. You're a human <laughs> fucking pearl. Why would you want to be made into a skin pearl inside a shell? You're like in a clam. You're in a plastic clam of other people's fucking DNA. To heal me. I no, should pee PR for them. I'd be, sh- I could sell that. Uh, yeah. That'd be right. I'm not so sure. Um, <laughs> so you go and you're inside. You're the little mermaid. You're in a clam. Yes. Well, they, did, they, they said most, some people clam. need to keep the lid open, need to keep the lights on, everything like that. What did you do, you freak? No, I was. You were I, a wanted, I was a coffin. Clam shape. Also, you coffin. get naked as well. No. I mean, there's no one else oh around. Oh my god! I'm out. I'm out. Yeah. No, you have to because you can't have anything touching you. So you like, you've like you're Superman. You Superman in the doesn't Superman yeah. spawn like like when he came from yeah. from Krypton? Yeah, when he crashed. Yeah, like this. but I always remember that it was always there was a convenient little bit of red thing tied around his nether region. Not even that. Wow. Just completely naked. You have a shower first. And then you get on in and then you pull down the lid, turn off the lights, and then they play, like, relaxing music for five minutes and then it's just like you are... And I went straight to um, uh, 90 minutes, which they said was a little long for your first go, but I felt ready. And for me, easy. It was so easy. What do you do? You sit there sort of, like, meditating and... What if you drown? Would you fall asleep? You can't, because it's so buoyant, ten times more buoyant than water, you really can't get your head underwater. Like, it's really hard to. So, and yes, I fell asleep. I was drifting in and out of consciousness the whole time. 
And then <laughs> absolutely no uh, chance. Really? Yeah. Oh my god! So many things are running against this for me. So mm. many things. Other people's. I would need to see a cleanup crew that's responsible for like homicides come in after oh, yeah. the person before yeah. me. Yeah. A thorough bleaching. Yeah. I would need new water, new salt. Yeah. And I would need lights up, clamshell up. Yeah. Bathers on. Mm, and there would need to be a movie playing or a show, a live show or something. Okay, a live show. <laughs> Maybe briefs could come in and do a little number, some oh, acrobats, yeah. Cirque du Soleil. Yeah, could yeah. Do that. Some aerial work above you, or but not directly above because that just, would be freaky as well. I just imagine that it's just it's like a watery death. You know, I dream of tidal waves every second night. Well, they say it's equivalent of like, you know, if you can really sink into it and relax, it's like it's like gives you the benefits of two nights sleep. I thought you were going to say it's like being back in the womb. Genuinely. It did feel like that for a second. <laughs> well, I don't remember what it's like. You know, Elio still says that he remembers being in my tummy and it was dark and warm. I, re- I remember being a little kid and thinking, telling my mum that. Is it weird? Yeah. Yeah. Hi, gay. Um. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, I highly recommend you do need to be very comfortable with small dark spaces. Small wet dark spaces where you're nude. Yeah. Wow, what a sell. I'm in. Give me a year's For membership. some people, that would tick some boxes. For me, it did. I loved it. Hi, gay. <laughs> I'm telling you. Oh, sexy. Small well. dark space when nude. <laughs> Sign me up. Go directly there. I can't press the button anywhere. I'm going to break it. <laughs> I have an infected gallbladder, speaking of sexy situations. Maybe you should try the magnesium bars and I heal it. Mm, I have a, I have a build-up of bile, which will shock you. <laughs> and I looked up what the spiritual meaning of, like, where does why is one storing trauma in the gallbladder and mm. it's repressed anger and frustration. <laughs> oh, really? <laughs> you know, sometimes lower back you're storing trauma from things. Like, there's different places in the body where energy goes and that's where you get an ailment in that spot in the body. Didn't famously Kevin Rudd have a bit of a bile excess yeah. problem after he all did. of the issues? <laughs> <laughs> so I've got to I've got to go have a proper ultrasound done and they've got to look and see, you know, how bad it is. But if I have to pass gallstones, how old are my gallstones? Mm. What how did this happen? We've had a tough week. I've done my back too. You've done so. your back. I've got gallbladder issues. You're floating in someone's, I'm, I was going to say semen, but that is not true. But essentially. Uh, the consistency was not dissimilar. <laughs> Hi, gay. <laughs> Did you know Elon Musk has 10 children? What? Elon Musk has 10 children. I just thought it was the one he had with Grimes. No, he's had three wives. Really? And he also just recently had twins with one of his top AI doctors slash scientists, just IVF twins, because he's deeply concerned about population decline. Yeah. I went down a whole rabbit. He has, he's got 18-year-old twins. They're wow. 18. Yeah. And he's got uh, triplets. He's got another set of twins he just had. He's got two with Grimes. Yeah, so he's just been, and then I went down a huge rabbit hole that's turned out a lot of Silicon Valley, like, execs are just impregnating other smart people with IVF and they're populating because they're concerned they won't be the people who they need to save us from the apocalypse in 50 years. Oh, we need years. smart people. Yeah. <sighs> Ten. How's that for a cell? I don't know. Hey. Mm. I wonder if after a long day like Kim Kardashian, he gets home <laughs> and puts on the vegan chicken bites that you heat up very quickly. Hey, guys. As a busy mom, I'm always looking for quick and easy options to feed my family that are both healthy and delicious. As a busy working Silicon Valley executive. Yeah, he's got so many. Yeah, 10 tech children. Companies. 
I wow. learned so many things about him today. Obviously, Twitter is in free fall. He has withdrawn the Twitter Blue program, mm-hmm. cancelled it altogether. Mm. This was the one where you could pay eight bucks a month and get a little blue tick next to your name. Mm. I have one for free. And they're very hard to get. So, hang on, if you already had it, you wouldn't have to then go and pay for it. No, and the the importance of the verification tick especially is that if you're a reputable news reporter, Mm. if you're from a big tech company, from any big company, you're a celebrity, is easily impersonated, you're someone of note, basically. Mm, mm. You have to apply for official verification. Everything gets checked on your doc. Like, it's a a process. Mm. It's really hard to get, and it should be. And Elon was like, ah, you just pay eight bucks a month and everyone gets one. And the problem with that is there was a whole fake news scandal started, I think it was in South Africa, because people were impersonating news outlets. Mm, mm. And you look and you go, is this, is this real news? And or you is see this the just blue... someone paying? And they were. And then people started obviously impersonating him. <laughs> oh, yeah, of course. I saw that endlessly. <laughs> Kathy Griffith was the first one to do it. Yeah. And then... I he... didn't... It was a, it was a um, pro Roe v. Wade abortion tweet. Mm-hmm. Yeah. There was a company who impersonated, there was someone who impersonated a company that makes insulin and said, we're going to make insulin free for everybody in America now. And insulin's very expensive in America, especially now people are using it as a weight loss drug because the Kardashians do it. Hey, guys. Oh, yeah. really? What yeah. insulin? They use insulin to lose there's, weight? There's a, a drug that is made by, it's a diabetes drug, basically, and you can take it and it causes dramatic weight loss. And that is the rumour of how the Kardashian women have lost, you know, 20 kilos. Mm. But it's the latest thing. It's on TikTok. It's everywhere. And it's really causing a supply problem and for people who actually need the drug, Mm. it's gone up through the roof. Mm. It's crazy. So I I thought when I found out Elon Musk had 10 children, I then kind of went back through a few things and it's been a big year for Elon. So I don't know if you remember in February after Russia attacked Ukraine. Yeah. Do you remember what he did in response? He he challenged Putin to single combat. Oh. (laughs) I can see it. (laughs) I can't say I'd watch, but... And he said, winner gets Ukraine. That was it. Can you imagine those two? Because Vladimir loves a tops off shot. You know, he, he loves to be... We haven't seen a recent one, though. He's... I was still the horseback ones that we... And I feel like they're 10 years old now. I love a naked... Full respect I for someone. A, a topless horseback. That will get me... If Dan Andrews really wanted to take this weekend's election, he'd do a topless horseback ride. Do you think it would have the same effect? Get my vote. Really? <laughs> It's not. I'm just going to say full respect to him, but there's a difference between him and Henry Cavill. They oh, both have black curly hair. True. That's true. True. No, there is just something about that. Vladimir on that horse, I'll never forget. But then they, but I just, I love the idea that, that Elon Musk is like, yeah. And the only person that was respond, that responded out of note from Russia was the head of the Russian space agency. And he tweeted, Elon Musk is weakling. <laughs> wow. Thank you for applying the accent. Really brought it to life. Thank you so much. Uh, in April, he uh, offered to buy 9% of Twitter. Yes. Just 9%. Yeah. And then came back a few days later and said, you know what? I want the whole fucking thing. Because mm. he was tired of people saying mean things about him. This is literally what it boils down to. Mm-hmm. This man was trying to figure out a way. The thing he loved most was Twitter and he wanted to be able to have everyone love him and he wanted mm. to be able to stop anyone saying anything mean. Mm. So he's come back and said, I'm going to buy the whole thing, $44 billion. But you got to give me all the information you have on bots and spam. Mm. I need it all. So Twitter went out of their way and gave him everything they had on bots. And then he came back and he said, nah, I've changed my mind. I don't want it. After he got all the information. Yeah, yeah. Twitter took him to court 
and said, no, 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 you're paying. So he had to. October he bought it. He then fired the CEO and appointed himself. Yeah. To me, that's the equivalent of saying I'm going to represent myself in court. Yeah. Don't you feel like you're appointing yourself the lawyer? Yeah, totally. It's so wild. So he then fires... Uh, oh, no, before... He, now, this bit of information somehow escaped me. <laughs> so he takes control of, t- of Twitter at the start of October, names himself CEO, but then his next business was to release a limited edition perfume called <laughs> called Burnt Hair. What? This I completely this missed this. I missed no, this. what? He took the essence of his hair burnt yeah. and released it as a perfume and it was called The Essence of Repugnant Desire. Oh, uh, wow. Repugnant Desire. I'd buy. Oh, I need In to. fact, <laughs> it's just a pity it's so long till your birthday. So he's launched the perfume just after he named himself CEO. He went to Twitter. I've made a perfume gang. It's called Burnt Hair. Didn't he also show up for his first day at Twitter? Yes. Tell me. I feel like carrying a kitchen sink or something. What? Wait. Oh, my God, we're live Googling. No, no wait. I th- it's something like that. For what purpose? Was he making a big gesture? Wait well, a minute. You Sorry. keep going. So after launching the perfume, he then sacks 50% of Twitter's workforce, 3,500 people, which included content moderation and the entire advertising department. Do you know how much of Twitter's revenue is made up of advertising? Yeah. 90%. Yeah. <laughs> so. Yeah. So he filmed a video of himself entering Twitter headquarters and he carried in, I'm not making this up either, he's carrying in oh my God. a kitchen sink to say I really own it. But So that's so he could add the Wait. line to the tweet, let that sink in. No. I'm not joking. No. <laughs> yeah. What the fuck? Yeah. Hell? Wait. He did the sight gag. Yeah. He. <laughs> Let that sink in. Like it's a double on, it's a visual double entendre or single entendre. I don't know. Look, and he's so proud of himself. He would have got come up with that. Can you, can you imagine how, how excited he would have been? Guys, guys. I want to, I want everyone to know I've bought Twitter. How does he totally. talk? How does Elon Musk talk? Has he got a oh, weird accent? He does have a weird accent. Oh, I, didn't I learn think it. weirdly I just think do Dr. Evil that'll work for it. But all right, I'm pretty good at running human in emulation mode. Can someone put a freaking bell on him or something? <laughs> I really meant it. <laughs> um He's, yeah. he's such a bad tweeter. Sorry, yeah. I can't think about how I I don't know how he would sound, but I do enjoy the f- Oh wow. Thank you. That was actually worth you looking up. I know. I knew it was. And then he, and then his next tweet was meeting a lot of cool people at Twitter today, exclamation mark. And then, of course, he went on to sack. 3,500. Wow. 50% of the company. And now, yeah, Twitter Blue's been canned just today. They're not doing it anymore. Everyone's lost their verifications. And he's saying, I will just give them different colour ticks. And everyone's like, mate, the whole purpose <laughs> of being able to buy a blue tick is so people won't know if you're actually verified or you've paid for it. There's no way to know. Mm. You give someone a red tick. You're just singling them out as people who have bought status. Mm. Why would people pay for that? We should have got on it and bought a blue tick. I have one. Said, no, but I meant for who do we want to? (laughs) I would have bought Madonna and said, surprise, launching my Las Vegas greatest hits tour. (laughs) (laughs) Giving the gays everything they want. (laughs) You could have launched an amazing... Actually, I didn't think about that. So that is what is happening at Twitter at the moment, and it is just... I mean, I'm now, I'm so fascinated with what's next, but I'm 
of the opinion, since PayPal, hasn't mm. everything he's done since been extremely, like, just plagued with issues? Tesla, SpaceX, like... But Tesla's a massive money spinner. Like, but, that's... But be, like, he cracked how to make electric vehicles yeah, affordable. But aren't a high percentage of those cars returned? I, I just want to say, I don't know that Teslas do well. Well, and he's also, isn't he doing all this breakthrough stuff with battery power and I don't know, the SpaceX stuff he, I can't speak to. I don't know. This but is I, my question. PayPal, great. Tick. Works. Mm. Since then, mm. what, what, what's going on? <laughs> what do you have to show for yourself, Elon? And Rossiano has questions. <laughs> well, we'll see. I don't, would you go to Mastodon? And also, do you have issues with the name? I really struggle with the name of that platform. It sounds like wanking and chewing at it the does. same time. Yeah. What's Mastodon? Mastodon is like a publicly owned sort of platform, but everything is a different on different servers, so it's not like what is you it like publish. Like vegan Twitter. Well, you have to pick sort of what sort of sphere you're interested in. Like, do you want to be in media entertainment? Do you want to be in? I don't know. It's not the free for all that Twitter is, but it is publicly owned or it's owned. I don't know, decentralized ownership or whatever. It seems like people are trying to like migrate from Twitter to Mastodon, and I'm but just. But they think- keep coming back to Twitter. Do you know how many people have announced their departure from Twitter that I follow? This is it. Goodbye, pals. And then the next day, I'm just coming back to let you know my master master upon yeah master yeah. Just come and see me here. And then they'll yeah. come back again. Oh, no, here's totally. my name. But announcing you're going to leave social media and then either not leaving or returning is the classic social media move. But it's also, as I always say, like saying you're leaving a party you weren't invited to. Mm. Yeah, cool. <laughs> see ya. <laughs> I'm devastated. <laughs> Didn't ask you to be here. None of us were invited here. You and I drift on and drift off without any announcements. We. You know, with Twitter, I just use it as a place oh, to drop yeah. bombs. Yeah, you go, you drop the bomb. You I don't give you don't a look. shit. Yeah. I, have ne- I haven't checked a reply in so long. That's very healthy way to use it. I, Full ticks. Twitter M is a belligerent fucking left wing shouting at the sky, grandma on the, on the fucking porch with a shotgun. Mm. She doesn't care. Instagram mm. M, oh, mate, she cares. Twitter M, not to care in the world. <laughs> I literally tweeted abortion is healthcare the other day in the same tweet as vaccines work. Mm, well done. <laughs> I do not care. I do, do, don't even bother acting me. I won't yeah. see it. Yeah. Twitter is a great place for me, truly. Mm. I, loved, I wish Twitter M could be real life M. I love Twitter M. I love her. She's never leaving Twitter. She'll no. be the last one there shouting at Trump and Elon. <laughs> oh, Trump. Imagine back on. He did a Twitter poll to see should Trump be reinstated on Twitter. Yeah, but you know Trump said no. I don't know. Oh, that's hilarious. Wouldn't you check with Trump first? Wouldn't you be like, mate? Is this what you want? Because <laughs> <laughs> if you don't, it could be a bit embarrassing for me. Well, he's got Truth Social. Why would Trump leave a place that he's building up to go and give Elon like eyes on and advertising dollars? Trump has his own platform, Truth Social. I just love that every time you say the name Elon, it sounds Elon. like you're saying Elon. Elon. Yeah. Elon. Sounds like you're Elon. sort of a slightly drunk woman talking about a man's appendage. Elon. <laughs> Am I Cockney? Yeah. Elon. <laughs> Work at the bakery. <laughs> Elon. Elon. I think that's just my Aussie twang. Elon. You're adding a G at the end, but that's fine. How do you say it? Elon. You yeah, but you have Elon. to put effort in. Okay, all right. Don't put the effort in on the, on the hard end. Yeah, okay. Okay. Elon. Elon. I, t- I think it's just my accent. And <laughs> <laughs> we grew up in the same town. Oh my God.
M. Rossiano and Michael Lucas. This is M. Salation. We have a good for her. Insert intro. Good for her. 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 This week's good for her, Michael, is Heidi Klum. Good mm. for her. The greatest Halloween costume dresser that ever there was. The worm this year? Next level. Stunning. She never lets you down. And I want to know when the planning starts. Where is our oh, documentary nine months ahead, I into think. Heidi Klum's Halloween costumes? Absolutely. I need to know when the process starts. How has no one done a reality series in general about Halloween costumes? I don't know. I would compete. <laughs> you would be, you could. But no, so she, Heidi Klum, you would have missed all this, but a few weeks back she did an underwear shoot with her daughter, Lenny. Now, Lenny is her first child that she had with that Italian multi-billionaire, I don't know, what's his name? I want to say Flavel something. Anyway, it doesn't matter. And Lenny is stunning and beautiful and also a model, yeah. as you can imagine. So they did this this lingerie shoot together. Yeah. And I saw the photos and I was like, oh, good for her. Mm. You two look great. And then it spawned all these weird articles. News.com ran one that's saying one woman saying that it was creepy and Heidi was trying to say that, look how young I look next to my daughter and it was sexualising her and it's not appropriate for mothers to pose next to their daughters in lingerie. And all these people were pearl clutching about it. Mm -hmm. And I was like... A real bee in my bonnet about what's going on with Heidi Klum and her daughter and how she's being criticised for posing in her lingerie. And it's like, what the fuck, man? They're both models. The daughter is an adult. Can we please stop policing and commenting on how women choose to present themselves in the media. I'm so over it. And do you think if it was a buff, jacked father and son, the same response would be occurring? No, it wouldn't be. And if any of you are finding those images remotely sexual, that is a you situation and not a Heidi and her daughter one. Please stop the pearl clutching. I've had enough. I just have to get that off my chest. Why? Mm. What's, I don't have an issue with that. No. The child's 18. Yeah. She is a model. Yeah. Heidi is a model. Yeah. What's, do you know how hard it is to get a shot of yourself with your teenage children? <laughs> do you understand? <laughs> oh, do you understand how hard it is to get the two? I have two. I to get very th- rarely see. At Cheller, I see a few. Odette's Refuses. very hard, very hard. Because Odie has this, we don't know, we see, if you follow Odie on Instagram, her photos are flawless. They're amazing. She has some kind of weird selfie technique and she won't let anyone else take photos of her but her. Oh, she is sitting on valuable information. There. Right. And you and information that you would prize and pay for. She so, won't share like, it with me. I'm like, please, can we have a photo? She's like, no. I'm like, you can take it. And she's like, no. You're, you're sitting there going, I want you to take it. I want your secret. <laughs> so if someone's offering me a lingerie shoot with a teenage daughter and, and, and they're of age and I just want to put that in and they agree, oh, mm. I'm fucking, I don't care. I don't care where my cellulite is. I don't care that my stomach mm. looks like an elephant's ear. I'm going in. Mm, mm. I get it. So anyway, Heidi did that, copped a lot of backlash, but she's come back even harder. They've done another shoot together. Go for her! Oh, let me show you a photo. This is Heidi and Lenny in the newest shoot. Wow. Yeah. Go for her! Goodness gracious. Klum has had like four kids. Wow. Look at her. Look at her. In her 50s. I mean, not that it's important. No, it's not important, but go for her! (laughs) So she's posing with Lenny in red lingerie for a Christmas shoot for underwear brand Intimacy. And I just love that idea that, you know, a month ago she was dressed as a hideous worm. Yeah. And here she is with her daughter. Here she is. Yeah. She's so soothing. Her daughter looks to have lost consciousness. (laughs) Her daughter's in a red. (laughs) Her pretty head against her mother's shoulder. I don't have a, do you have a problem with this? No, I think, 
I think that the issue is that it's it's if the viewer sexualizes it and, I mean, and isn't turns that it into issue? a thing. Yeah, I think you're just revealing yourself. Really. I agree. If you are making a mother-daughter lingerie shoot sexy... And also, that's the, on you. The, the lingerie of the daughter is wearing is basically... This, like, she might as well be in a formal dress. It's I mean, a nighty. Like, <laughs> yes. And I love that you can see Heidi's nipples. That child suckled at those nipples. What a, <laughs> okay, now it got creepy. Is that creepy, the word suckled? <laughs> Either way, good for her. Good for her. Good Go, for Heidi. Her. Go, your daughter, whatever her name is. Um, Lenny. Lenny. You know that... Oh, kiss from a rural yeah. seal. Yeah. Do you know why his name is Seal. Wait, I don't know if this is true this now. This could go really wrong. I don't know. Why? I'm, I've, I want to say no. This no, is... commit to it and I will Google. <laughs> no, it's wrong. It's wrong. I'm not going to say it because, because I think it's because he had polio. But I remember once reading that someone... Th- <laughs> this is so dumb. No, someone threw a seal at him and he fell off his motorcycle. <laughs> What? He had polio or what? It was polio or someone threw a seal at him and he was injured looking at a seal or something and he came up, but I think it's polio. They're two very I don't, different I just, explanations. I, I, don't, I, I thought there was maybe a seal-related injury, but then then my mind went, no, polio. Polio? Polio. Okay. Why is his name Seal? Not because there was a seal incident. Oh, my God, maybe I'm right. Imagine if I was right. Live Googling. Wait, 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 wait. I can't. Why is his name Seal? Why? Is, that's not his birth name. Anyway, Seal adopted Lenny when Heidi and Klum got married. Heidi and Klum. When Seal and Heidi got married. Why is Seal called Seal? Henry Alusigan. Oh, my God. Samuel. Mm, um, he has lupus, but oh, I don't think that's related. It wasn't polio? <laughs> this is... Fuck. One of the rare entertainers was in a seal. He was born on February 19th, 1963. As Seal Henry. Yeah, his first name is Seal. So it was not a motorbike accident or polio. His, the scars on his face are a result of discoid lupus. It was lupus, not polio. Wait, polio affects legs, doesn't <laughs> We wanted to edit this I out. I just love that this is evidence. M. Rossiano lives in a multiverse. <laughs> And two of the different universes, one of them, Seal had polio, and the other one, a baby seal was thrown at him. Oh, he was looking at a baby seal. I'm <laughs> oh, sorry. I'm sure. Oh, sorry to make it stupid. No. He was not... Well, no one's going to pick up a seal and hurdle it. Seals are very aggressive. I was watching a Netflix documentary called Wild Babies, and seals are very aggressive. You wouldn't be able to pick one up and throw it. But um, <laughs> he, he did have a motorbike accident. I think I don't think I've made that up. Did <laughs> seal have... <laughs> this is the whole new universe. <laughs> I'm sure. Seal was in a life-altering motorcycle accident. Ah-ha-ha-ha. Didn't make up the accident, just that there were no seals involved. <laughs> well, beautiful. And a fond hello to our friends in the Seal Had Polio universe. Wonder what other shit's going on there. <laughs> That's the same universe where the moon landing didn't happen. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god, are we gonna keep going? We need to talk about the crown. Where are you up to? Season five. I'm I have got stuck in the Dodie Fired Father episode. I'm halfway Aww. through. Yeah. With the valet. 
Yes. Where he hires the yeah, valet. Yeah. Will you teach me in which capacity? As my personal valet. British society is the finest in the world. British manners and customs rule the world. With your help, I will become that rare thing, a British gentleman. So you haven't got to Tampon Gate yet. I can't wait. That's it's what I'm hanging so in there good. for. It's is the next it? episode. Okay, great. It's it's so good. Yeah. But this season of The Crown, I'm sexually attracted to Prince Charles and that shouldn't be a thing. <laughs> the casting of Dominic West is problematic because mm. I am aroused mm. by looking at Prince Charles, that well, sentence. Are you saying was there ever a time when Charles was arousing to people? I think so. No. I think remember that time when he was in Australia and he was walking on the beach and I mean we didn't we weren't alive during it and like a you know someone came and gave him a kiss on the cheek wasn't he seen as hot stuff back in the day I don't know but all I know is at the time he's portraying now which was the early 90s he was mm, not hot mm, stuff mm. and I just love the blind optimism of the casting director and as mm. I said on Twitter when they cast the story of my life I am putting forward <laughs> Sophia Vergara <laughs> that is as realistic she's much older than you doesn't matter still hotter <laughs> I don't know about that. All right. Um, who else could I put forward? Um, Margot Robbie. <laughs> Good match. As realistic. Are you even going to try and match your ethnicity? Oh, you should. Who? Oh, I don't know. Um, old mate, uh, Harry Styles. Um, Olivia Wilde? No. no, the other one. Florence Pugh? Yeah. Florence Pugh. We've got both got round faces. You do. There you Beautiful. go. I'll put forward Florence Pugh. I don't understand how it got through casting. I don't understand how that happened. Well, it, who would you cast? Not we Dominic a, West. We need a 50-something British actor. I don't know because I don't know them all. Okay. But I just know that he's not it. Okay. He's too hot. Well, he's a good actor and he's a star and anyway. But Tampon Gate gave. I'm mm. so How's sad Camilla's got... good though? Camilla is spot on. Princess Di... The person playing Princess Di, I've never Elizabeth seen. Elizabeth Debicki. Yes, Australian. Oh. Never seen. I, I don't think I've ever seen a better Di. Oh, she's amazing. Incredible. I have socialised with Elizabeth, Elizabeth Debicki and, yeah. oh, yeah, and I got too drunk and I really embarrassed myself and I actually think she almost threw herself out of a moving taxi to escape me. Wait, you were, hang on a minute. You were in a taxi with the woman portraying Princess Di. This was many a year ago. And she, what did you say? I, she, this is no secret. She was, she for many years was in a long-term relationship with Alexander England. Who's who, that? He is a very tall, swaggering, blonde actor who was Nina Proudman's boyfriend in the later seasons of Offspring. Mm-hmm. And we were at a mutual friend's birthday. Oh, God. And she had been together with, with Alexander since they were like 21 or something, like straight out of drama school. Right. And um, and she was explaining that to me. She was sort of, she did have the vibe at the party. Like she came to the party late and I think we we're all a bit too drunk. And you know when you went to a party late, you're just not in the vibe. And, yeah. you, and then I was just like staring at her, like just chatting away, chatting away, chatting away. And I said, how long have you been together with Alexander? Probably speaking too loud, spitting white wine on her face. And she's like, since we were 21, yeah, yeah. And then I just went on this whole routine where I was like, I mean, what? I mean, gosh, that's young. But, I mean, that's a while. But, but honestly, look at the two of you. Why would you Why would you even get in a relationship with anyone else? Because I, I can tell you, you two are the best. You're the best there is. So why ever look so it works? And I just remember her going, hmm. um, So you kept going. I kept going. I really committed to it. And then weirdly she was like, she was like, (laughs) she was like, Alex, are we going to, we'll go. And then I said, oh, are you going to the north? We're going to the north too. Should we all get in an Uber? And then we hopped in the Uber and and he was quite tipsy too. And we were just drunk, 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 like talking, talking, talking. And I could sort of see her going, "Mm, mm, mm." and then at a certain point, I remember she's like, we'll just, we might just get out on this corner. And and Alex was like, we're nowhere near. And she's like, no, he's good. And then just got out. (laughs) And that 
was my story with Elizabeth Debicki. Well, now you have to tell the story about Claudia Carvin. Claudia Carvin, I was at a script workshop. She was a mentor. Mentor. It was very exciting because it was like the peak of Love My Way. I was in love with her and I had been obsessed with her since the Heartbreak Kids. Oh, before that, Big Steel, High Tide, all of it. Growing up with Claudia Carvin, just obsessed, obsessed, obsessed. So really had to work the whole week to keep it in check. Like to just... And I really did a good job of it the whole way through. Mm. But then it was sort of like one of those things where on the last night they're doing sort of like a talent thing, like at the end of school camp when you all have to put together skits. And I got it in my head that I should reword the word Jolene as like a love dedication to Claudia, and I reworded all the lyrics. Do you remember the song? I just remember Claudia, Claudia, Claudia. Um, I'm wish... Uh, uh, I don't know. It was something like, you make me wish I was Ben Mendelsohn. Or, like it was just... I just went on and on and on. It was like... Because you know how she's like hair of long orb and gold and all that sort of stuff. Like, I reworded it all for Claudia. Anyway, <coughs> turns out, might have been a bridge too far. <laughs> no, it was fine. No. She endured you it. Have sk- you got on stage. I got on stage. In front of an, a full room of mm. industry peers yeah. and Claudia Carvin, mm. and you did an entire three-minute song. Yeah. About Claudia Carvin. Yeah. <laughs> to Jolene by Dolly Parton. Yeah, reworded. <laughs> Yeah, and and what happened when you what happened after? Everyone was really really laughing, and I I could see that she looked a little embarrassed. Mm. Maybe a bit confronting. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Anyway, mm-hmm. what happened after was not much. She just left. <laughs> <laughs> I went up to have the final goodbye over the week, and she was she just left. <laughs> I love that story so much. Anyway, the crown's great. And Elizabeth Debicki is an amazing actress and it is a truly amazing performance as Di, I reckon. She's just so captured good. it all. She truly has everything. It's a it's actually a masterclass in, in inhabiting a character mm. entirely. Incredible. Mm. Mm. But the, the situation where Charles and Camilla are having conversation and some dude in a van with like a satellite dish and a coat hanger randomly comes across their conversation on his ham radio mm. and... The way that conversation is played out in this episode where it just keeps getting worse. Oh, God, I want to feel my way along you. All over you. Up and down you. In and out. Particularly in and out. Oh, that's just what I need at the moment. Is it? I know it would revive me. But I can't bear a Sunday night without you. God like that program start the week i can't start the week without you i fill up your tank yes you do so you can cope then i'm all right what about me the trouble is i need you several times a week so do i i need you all week i need you all the time want you now. Do you? Mm. So do I. Desperately. Desperately. God, I wish I could just live inside your trousers or something. It's so much easier. <laughs> what are you going to turn into? A pair of knickers? <laughs> oh, God forbid, a Tampax of just my luck. <laughs> a complete idiot. What a wonderful idea. My luck to get chucked down the lavatory and... <laughs> Keep on going on and on forever, swirling around on top, never going down. <laughs> Darling. <laughs> Till the next one comes through. Perhaps you could just come back as a box. <laughs> what sort of box? A box of Tampax. 
<laughs> you could just keep going. <laughs> That's true. And I remember reading it as a young kid and just, yeah. It was but an to see it acted out, but then also they show each royal reading it in the paper and it, it's just amazing. It's everything you could want from mm. an episode. Mm. I just, I mean, chef's kiss, hats off. Wow, so you're in, because it has been a divisive season. It's not as good as the other ones by far, but I think we're coming into weird, grotty territory that's a little too familiar. I enjoyed the recreations, you know, of the times gone by. It, I think it benefited the show where we didn't really have it in living memory, so we could just sort of get Correct. the vibe and it was all right. Whereas now we're harsh, we're all harsh critics, we remember this playing out and we're uh, like, he was not that good looking. I'm just going to go say, I don't think that the original Prince Philip was as, as good looking as no. the one they had in the early seasons. Didn't have as good a bottom, but we didn't care, whereas and, now we care. And can I just say, they've really been kind to Prince Philip in this season. Very kind. Yeah, he's not wandering around doing racist faux pas or anything like no, that? He's no, he's being very charming and very kind and rebuilding carriages mm. with grieving mothers. Oh, yeah, no, 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 I, I'm across that bit. Yes. So, no, I mean, he's they've done him a favour. They don't like Prince Charles. Whoever's made The Crown Season 5 does not like Prince Charles. Well, they like, they maybe that's why they casted Dominic, because they're like, look, we're going <laughs> to bury his character, but we will make him look hot. Hey, right. before you go, congratulations on your orgy. Uh-huh. <laughs> Thank That's you. really exciting. How many orgies do you have now, dickhead? How many? Say it. You fucking say how many you have. Say it. Four. Four orgies! Jeez. No. <laughs> good, good on you. Go for her! <laughs> and good on us. We got bronze at the podcast awards. Yes, congratulations. We, oh, we got a beautiful bronze laureate. Oh, do... Laureate? Laurel? Laurel. Oh. Laurel. <laughs> not a bird. Seal? Oh, no. Yeah. <laughs> no, not a seal. But yeah, seal. They gave us a laurel? A bronze... <laughs> I was in a front of kiss from a rose. Just as long as they didn't give us polio. Because <laughs> it's really touch and go at the because moment. Because vaccines work. That's, That's why. why. Okay? What a beautiful note to end it on. Go tweet that. Bye. Oh, he's wow. already taking his mic off. I haven't finished. I haven't pressed. You haven't, oh. said, you haven't said goodbye to everyone. You don't put your headphones back on. Just say bye. Bye, everyone. <laughs> <laughs> This is Emsolation. All right, that's all we have time for. Hey, just a side note, and I'm sure it goes without saying, we are not making fun of polio or lupus or facial disfigurement. Absolutely not. More making fun of my ridiculous brain and the things that it stores and believes. I'm, I know a lot of you will be sitting there going, oh, my God, Em, we know, but... I just don't want anyone feeling that maybe a grandparent or great-grandparent had polio or their parent or think that I am making fun of it in any way. I would never do that. More just the fact that I am a ridiculous human. Okay? I just I just felt the need to say that. I, did, I felt weird in my tummy that it might. Anyway, here we are. <laughs> That's all for this week's episode. As always, make sure you're following us on Instagram at Emsolation Podcast. And, hey, guess what? Big news. Next week is our 200th episode. 200. I cannot believe it. You know, if I was a better person, I would have combined our end of year live show with the 200th, but sadly, shoulda, woulda, coulda. So we're going to do 200 minute. Yep, the next Thursday ep you're getting will be 200 minutes long. That's what you guys decided on in the Facebook group. And we want to do a Q&A portion. I'm really keen to have some of your voices in the show because we're here because of you. 
If you have a question for Michael or for me or for both of us, if you could email it to msolationpodcast at gmail.com. Ben Wosley, our EP, mans that email address. And if you can record your question on your phone, you can do it. Send it on through. You might feature on our 200th episode, our big 200-minute 200th episode. I would love for for you to do that. Just think think of some fun, interesting cues. Speaking of our live show, December 14th at the National Theatre in St Kilda, I want to remind you, coming solo is totally cool and amazing and a lot of people are. It's a great place to make friends with like-minded people. There is a pre-meet, there's pre's at a pub, all that information's at our Facebook group. But I just wanted to reassure you that this is definitely a thing you can just shout yourself. Just treat yourself, buy one ticket and you will make a friend. You'll make two friends, the people either side of you, three, one back, four, one in front of you. I promise. Totally, totally acceptable and encouraged. That's all from me. I will speak to you on Tuesday in our Free Time Tuesday app. Have a wonderful weekend. Bye for now. Emsolation with M. Rossiano is a Spotify exclusive podcast recorded at Down the Hill Studios, hosted by M. Rossiano with Michael Lucas and sometimes her eldest daughter, Marcella. Executive produced by Benjamin Wosley. Produced by M. Rossiano. Edited by Ezekiel Fenn. With videos by James Henderson. Socials by Marcella Rossiano Barrow. With assistance from Jem Evans. Plus cameos from M's dad, Vinci. Get the full M Salation experience by following us on Instagram at M Salation Podcast. You can also sign up for our weekly newsletter. Join other M Salators at the M Salation Group on Facebook. The Arts is Harry Styles. If you really want to help us out, you could become a patron of Emsolation. Share this podcast with a friend. Give us a five-star rating and make sure you're following us on the Spotify app by actually hitting the follow button. As always, thanks for listening and we're excited to chat with you again soon. <laughs> <laughs>